everybody, it's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and here I am once more to talk to the awesomers out there. Now, what does that mean? That means we're doing an awesomers podcast episode right now, and uh, the way you know that is you're listening. That's what's happening. All right, now that we got that update out of the way, I want to give uh, a little bit of time today to something that is <laughs> uh, frustrating old Steve. Now, uh, sometimes when I'm uh, out and about, I uh, get the chance to, you know, uh, have some idle time and I'll, I'll scroll around on the Facebooks. Pretty sure that's how they refer to it, the Facebooks. And I see um, posts in, in various groups or uh, various places that just well, they drive me up a wall, everybody. Uh, and sometimes the posts themselves are not egregious or problematic, uh, although um, they you know, may just reflect somebody's inexperience or uh, asking questions um, and looking for solutions. So I, I'm not, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a, a dumb question, right? I like to say I know nothing about nothing. And that's... Um, you know, a good place to begin. It's like, let's come from a place of humility. But when I see questions, it's like, gosh, um, let's make sure that you address the question in the the correct way. So today we're going to deep dive or uh, maybe shallow dive on this topic of how to get high quality products from China. So I read a, a post and essentially it says, hey, uh, you know, one thing I noticed from China is they can produce high quality products, but they have a flaw and it's called quality control. And uh, their idea, because they're a relatively new seller, is, uh, you know, what if I got somebody to check all the units before they shipped them? And this would save me, uh, you know, refunds, about a ton in refunds, right? Because when you have unhappy customers, you get bad reviews, you get refunds. Like financially, that's a terrible outcome. And so they're asking kind of a logical question, which is, you know, how do I find somebody who will do this? Now, the the flaw starts right after that, where they're essentially saying, I don't want an inspection company. I want somebody that checks every um, individual piece. There's no reason to send an inspection company in just to check a batch of samples because they might miss something. And this is where the flaw uh, is in that concept. So when you're just starting out, I, I understand you want somebody to look at every unit. And if you do, um, that's fine. Get ready to, you know, buckle up to get ready to pay. It's not necessary. However, this is the most important part. You know, uh, inspection reports on what has already happened, but if you have a problem, which can be picked up either with a hundred percent inspection, which can be done through inspection companies or through some normal process where, you know, they, they randomly take, Let's say, you know, if it's a first shipment, you might do 15 or 20% of those things. You randomly take them from the production. So let's just say you have 10 pallets. You might pull a carton off of each of those pallets and, you know, dig into those and inspect those just randomly. You know, the inspection company shouldn't tell the factory, you know, oh, well, bring us what you want us to inspect. And they also shouldn't announce the day they're inspecting the inspector shows up and there's some randomness to that sample selection. So that's the first thing is, do you have a good inspection process? Um, if you find a problem, your objective should be to understand what caused that problem and then get the production process to squash the problem. Uh, you know, if you start thinking in terms of real volume, 
the idea of having, you know, a, a third party, whether it's your own person, you know, you being your own third party inspection or an uh, outside third party company that's doing that, this is uh, something that's not necessary. Again, inspections reporting on what's already happened. Production engineering is how you avoid the problem to begin with. Now, one of the things that is, um, I'll use the word interesting, and then you can decide later what word I actually meant about interesting. One of the things that drives me insane is all of the, the people who jump on there that are clearly inspection companies or shills or you know other things. They're like, you know, a professional uh, inspector will cooperate, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, fine. I know you're you're trying to get business. That's fine. But um, that's not actually answering the guy's question. Um, now, I did see a very good response from a, a trusted resource. And, you know, he talks about, hey, listen, why don't you get, you know, good quality assurance processes instead of, you know, crappy uh, quality you know, inspection processes. Quality assurance is where you're building that engineering on the front end. Remember, every defect that you find, there's a cause to it, right? So if you got a, a return, you want to find out, well, golly, why'd you return this? And depending on the type of item, let's say it's a stuffed animal, they're like, hey, well, the eyes fell off, you know, after two days. And instead of going, well, we should inspect the the stuffed animal to make sure the eyes are still on it or make sure they're they feel good it's like no no let's get a specification written let's get the you know the eye fastened into the you know the the stuffed animal in a way that is not going to allow it to fall and by the way there's you know in that particular case there's child safety and and all kinds of laws that you have to adhere to so there are probably compliance metrics and uh, processes that you have to file just to get it to to be sellable in the United States. But even when you don't have some sort of compliance entity pushing you, um, then you should find the the types of quality assurance process that will make the the inspection you know more routine instead of finding a bunch of problems. So what is you know, a way to prevent uh, problems. Well, first of all, again, I've already kind of hinted at this, but diagnosing the core issue or issues. Sometimes it's not just a one one thing. You know, let's use that stuffed animal again. Let's say the eyes are staying on, but, you know, there's uh, a hole is popping up between the, the tail and the, the butt of the dog, right? We've got a little dog stuffed animal. And now stuffing is coming out at that spot. Well, that's you know, they, they didn't sew it right, you know, or maybe they, when they cut it, they cut too wide and there's a gap in it. And all of these things are solvable, eminently solvable. And that's, that's really an important thing. Now, um, you know, inspection is part of the process. And, and by the way, you know, can you, you know, can inspectors show up and not do their job or, you know, get bribed to look the other way? Yes. But how many times will you use the inspection company if they keep failing you? Right. So uh, I, I don't consider that to be the, the core issue. Um, I would just focus on process engineering. And I think there's, you know, some of the answers that I saw for this were pretty good, but some of the answers I saw were terrible. Um, somebody mentions, oh, well, just use Six Sigma, uh, you know, quality control, and then you'll be fine. And it's like, uh-uh, that's not going to work in China. You, you've got to approach it from the Chinese process management 
and and be thoughtful about it. Now, those of us you know uh, who are dealing with reality, we cannot travel to China right now. Certainly not without massive quarantine and testing and you know wastes of time and then the risk of being locked down at any at any point which means you really do have to rely on third parties if you don't have people on the ground then you really do need third parties to help you and you know my my advice is if you really have this immediate problem start diagnosing the problem get into the details and i mean like what is the cause of this I would do a video conference with with the factory and go, look it, I got this return. You see this problem they're complaining about? What do you think that's caused by? Now, if you're not an expert in manufacturing yet, that's okay. But just use your spidey sense and go, um, I think that, that that reason they gave me is a load of garbage. It probably is right, right? Uh, uh, the law of parsimony, also known as Occam's razor, the simplest solution is usually the right solution. So when you see a gap in your little stuffed animal, like there's no cloth covering that, you need more material, right? Or the fastening process needs to be done in a better way. Uh, if they're sewing it, maybe they need thicker thread or more thread or a longer seam. Uh, you know, there's logic that applies to any of these problems. And I really want you guys to apply your own common sense to it. There's no reason why that is not a good guide for you. And be skeptical of factories shining you on with simple answers like, oh, that was a one-time thing. We had one person and we we got rid of them. It'll never happen again. Or, as is the case, I, I mentioned this in a podcast the other day, when we have problems, even after our quality assurance and quality inspection process, you do enough volume, you will have problems. You will have things that are off spec. Um, now, that doesn't mean they're all showstoppers, right? Some things are off spec and it's like, you know what? The gloss level is 2% high on this, and we can tell the factory, you know, dial it back, make sure you're within spec on the next shipment, and we'll, that's a yellow light situation, not a red light. But uh, assuming that you're, you know, working with the factory and doing everything and something still falls through, you know, get on the phone with them and figure it out, and then use that, you know, spidey sense to determine if what they're telling you is right or wrong. When, when we report a problem, they will routinely tell us, well, we've never had a problem before in all of our history. You have had the first uh, complaint or defect ever, kind of implying that it's you somehow that's creating the defective product. Uh, first of all, that's a, a load of uh, crap. Uh, that's, you know, many of these factories I deal with have been in business for, you know, decades, and I'm not the only guy who's had a problem. Uh, secondly, you know, I think when you are vigilant, you send a signal to the factory early. That's like, hey, just so you know, you know, when you're a new factory, we did a, a factory audit because we want to know your capabilities. And we put you through a factory, you know, selection process that I described in an earlier podcast about the sourcing process. Um, that gives this the supplier a sense of, oh, this this is a person who's vigilant. This is somebody who's on the lookout for potential trouble. And, uh, you know, if you go Google the broken window philosophy, uh, this is a result of or, or the potential is that a supplier goes because they're so diligent and because they're so, um, you know, on top of this quality, instead of me taking a shortcut like I might like to, I'm not going to do it because I know this this particular company or this particular person is um, on the lookout for trouble. And that 
the the equivalency in the broken window philosophy is if you have a bunch of cops on the street, you're less likely to have crime. And that's you're the cop, right? Your inspectors are cops, your um, insistence on quality and your rigorous adherence to a quality manufacturing processes will ensure that they are less likely to cut corners. Uh, as always, I recommend that you read the book Poorly Made in China, if you haven't already, and learn from some of the lessons that world-class experts have been burned by, uh, myself included. Uh, my stories are not in there, but boy, I sure identify with just about every story in there. Now, this doesn't mean you can't have stuff made well in China. It just means that you should um, be cautious uh, about about it. Uh, in fact, I'll give you a, a great uh, final example. So uh, after you know a bunch of these responses and they're frustrating me along the way, some of them are reasonable and some are unreasonable. Then I, I got one uh, at the end of this thread that was wildly annoying to me. And the person says, hey, listen, um, uh, yes, well said, they do lack uh, quality control. But, um, you know, I, I, as a seller, I've found some, some good products here and I found some good factories and I, now I just trust them. I don't even send the inspection company. And that is like a recipe for disaster that, that for you to think that they're looking out for you or somehow you're, um, immune because of some special relationship you have to problems is, well, it's naive is the nicest way I could put it. Um, I have told the story before, and I'll just briefly touch on it. You know, we used a factory for over 10 years. We were their largest customer, right? In the world, we're their largest customer. We did, you know, it, it, it ramped up over the course of that 10 years. But, you know, by the end, we were doing three, $4 million a year with them. And over that time, we had done 10 or 20 million. I don't, I don't know the exact total during that time, but substantial numbers. And we liked each other, right? The factory owner, I liked the guy. He's a good guy. Um, well, a fun guy to hang out with, but not so good when it came to ethics. They pulled a fast one that my rigorous inspection, our quality insurance, we didn't catch until after the fact. And it turned into a giant dozens of container, multi-million dollar problem. So you know, am I perfect? Certainly not. I would never uh, portray myself as such. But even with, you know, rigorous experience and great on the ground people and, you know, experts, we can all get burned. So the idea that I just trust somebody and I've never had a problem so far. So, you know, I don't even send inspectors is, well, it's just idiotic. Honestly, please don't make that mistake. It is not going to work. Um, and and I certainly would avo avoid taking on that kind of uninformed opinion. So to, to summarize everybody, inspection still necessary. You may do some pre-inspection. You may do some raw materials inspections. Sometimes we do that. There are lots of different types of inspections. The most common that a, an Amazon seller uses is what we call a pre-shipment inspection, which again, just tells you what's already happened. And it should pick up the problems. And if it doesn't, you should fire that inspection company and get a new one. Um, by the way, when you're checking a batch, if you're an inspection company and it's the first shipment and, you know, you're like, I'm going to check 15% of these, I'm randomly pulling it. If you find anything out of spec in that, then you have to pull another 15%. And if you find something out of spec, you pull another 15%. And at a certain point you go, you know, based on this 45% or 60% that I've tested, 
uh, you've got a, an 8% defect rate. What do you want to do about it? And then you negotiate with the factory before shipping. Uh, in some cases, we have the factory fix it or pull those and reduce the shipment. There's lots of ways to solve these things. But anybody who believes that they're somehow immune because they've found this super special supplier, uh, you're just living in a uh, you know a little made-up dream world. And I encourage you to enjoy it while you can. But at some point, reality will will come and visit you as it does all of us who uh, have been around uh, for any length of time. So anyway, that's my little rant of the day. Uh, I want you guys to be judicious about it. If you go to the Empowery Partner Directory, there are inspection companies there, both in the affiliate and strategic partner area. Um, I certainly recommend using those because you can get cash back on them. And I, um, I implore you uh, to be serious about your quality, right? There's nothing that that kills a brand faster than having a um, a rash of, you know, one-star reviews and legitimate quality problems, right? It, it creates a whole new relaunch phase. It creates a whole new expense that you may not have anticipated. And these are um, expenses you don't want and are wildly preventable, right? You can prevent all of this. So let's get serious. Let's get it done right, everybody. Thanks. And we'll see you soon, awesomers. Bye-bye.